Does Bill Burr's character jerk himself off with his they, robotic arm? A weird latex horse? I'd be like, no. No, no, no. I feel like you should go to jail. That's and literally as old as Zeus. He banged a lot of stuff that wasn't, yeah, wasn't people. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, say, well, I mean, if you think about it, if you make an autonomous sex doll, like... And then... And then <laughs> it slides out. Don't make no goddamn sense. Well, moving right along, I can't believe they actually showed back up for a second, second video. What happened? Who's they? Anybody? Anyone say pretty much anyone who downloaded the first one. <laughs> hey, if you made it to the second one, you are the realest mother. Everybody else, fuck them. You guys are the real ones. When it's, <laughs> we'll never forget you, even though we don't know who you are. But we know you exist, and that's the most important thing. We could know who you are. You could come comment on the YouTube video and say something like, second second show gang, or something like that. And then we know yeah, yeah. these are the real ones. And when we're millionaires, we'll give you a plushie. We'll give you the Razor plushie that Razor's going to give. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Garrett. They're going to give me that plushie. They're going to give me that plushie. We should have an intro or something. An intro for what? Oh, yeah. Well, no, yeah, yeah, no. We should have an intro. Welcome to King of the World Chat, where the topics are made up and the points don't matter. We give out points? No, like the points that we make. <laughs> oh. But yes. I thought there was an opportunity to make points. Um, well, I feel misled. Then I scored points already. All right, points on the board. All right. It's the show about nothing. <laughs> How do we know when uh, it's we'll, over? We'll call it, we'll call it a thousand points. Seems, seems like a good number, you know? Thousand points to Gryffindor. That's a fifty DKP minus. You don't get any points. You just lose. Yeah. <laughs> DKP. Hypendor. Hypendor. That's pretty good. Just seems like, but that's mine. So. Hypendor. Scam Ozd. Well, absolutely, no one cares because it's. Uh, I doubt there's a whole lot of overlap between the people that like this kind of stuff and sports, but Texas lost. So, I need to uh, raise my spirits. So are we going to talk about sports ball? Is that what we're going to do? If you call it sports ball, like Folks, everybody yeah. that says sports ball says it like they're the first person to ever say it. Well, then I guess we better get both hands on the jock strap and let's let's talk some sports ball. <laughs> Tax exemption. Pat. All right, we have got we have gone in a completely different direction. Tag like you're talking about like this is not going well as far as an intro. We're supposed to be doing an intro? No. That should just be the intro every time, is we'll just try something different for the intro, and we'll never actually come up with an intro. That will be the intro. When we've been doing it for two years, we'll still be trying to come up with the intro. And those of you who made it to the second show will know the inception oh, yeah, of this. No. Those, of you, there's like, those of you who've been there since the get-go are going to know there was no intro for the longest time. Forever. They picked, they picked a good day to jump on. We're big in Houston. Jump on it. Oh, yeah. We're not from Houston, and neither one of us raps a lot. We're big in Houston and, and in I Austin. That's a good, and that is a good thing. We're on the West Coast in San Francisco. Where the hell is Ashburn? It just says Ashburn. It's probably out in the middle of bumfuck Egypt. Virginia. I don't say that. We don't know where you going to know where it is. Let's see. Well, it's, it's either Georgia, Georgia which is bumfuck Egypt. It's in Virginia. No offense to the people of bumfuck Egypt. We're also in Dublin, Ireland, that is. We're in the United Kingdom, Spain, Belgium, France, and then some town in the United States called Boardman. Mm. 
I guess I should have got me a passport. Not like you're bored, but like you're a board, like a, a, a boardman. Boardman bikes is the first Oregon. Are we really doing board jokes? Is this what we're doing? No, board? I was just saying it's like B O A R D, not B O R E D, man. It's in Oregon. Oh, okay. That's all the places we are. We're well, worldwide. Oh, is that a good or bad thing? <laughs> we'll let you decide. The viewer. Yeah, it really is up, it's really up to the internet. Well, I guess those will be the listeners. The first episode was a uh, pretty shitty conversation. If I it was say. very shitty, yeah. literally. But not like uh, the Dragon Ball Z live movie kind of shitty. Oh, like God. Actually. Nothing yeah. is that shitty except for maybe the maybe Avatar, Avatar movie. <laughs> that one's that's pretty shitty, dude. Yep. Did you just stop doing those? Like, all together. Just straight up. No more. I haven't seen any of his other movies. Actually, I don't remember the last time I saw an M. Night Shyamalan movie, now that I think about it, but I heard someone talking about it the other day, and they said he had one that came out uh, not too long ago. I forget what it was called, but it was good. And then they made the observation, they're like, his movies are good when he has no budget. I think it is true. Well, yeah, because you have to be more clever with the plot. Exactly. You You have to work harder when you've got less. You have to be smarter. So you'd think it would do better when you scale with more resources, but not always the case. That is not how it's set up. That that would make sense. And making sense is not what we're here to do. All right? Here to make dollars. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, so you had something to spitball with, you said, to uh, get us going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I, It's something I want. Okay. I want a Total Warcraft. Oh, a Total yeah. War Warcraft. No, I want a Total Warcraft. Don't give me that. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously it's going to have, you know, the extra stuff from World of Warcraft because there's plenty of things to fill. I mean, have you seen the Total War map for Warhammer? But that's what I'm <laughs> saying. You mean a Total War game. World of Empires, obviously. Yeah, dude, like that would be awesome. Like, at least I'm not so like, I haven't really looked on the Steam uh, workshop. I guess I could go ahead and do that. I want to know if they have a, uh, or at least a mod that turns the current skins for Warhammer ones. Well, that would be cool. But I think that goes back to what you were saying about no um, RTS is not being that popular anymore. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of a sad thing. So I think I'm going to be doing some videos over that. Just because I feel like people are really missing out. Um, and personally, and I'm be honest, I also think it's good, like good for your mental health. It's good, uh, good drink. Oh my God, JoJo is the first thing that pops up as soon as I load Steam. JoJo. Yeah, bizarre adventure, all star battle. I'm um, if I had to take a guess, you know, let's click for details. I really shouldn't, but I've never seen JoJo's good. bizarre adventure. I hear good things about it all the time. It's in the it's in the loaded queue, but I've also heard good things. Uh, and um, when Ninja Cat and I are looking for things to watch, sometimes when we consider anime, we thought about watching that one. But I think it seems like too much fighting for her. Not that she's not a, she's not completely against the uh, like she watched a lot of Dragon Ball with me, but she's definitely like, oh, that's for that's something that guys usually enjoy more she's less on the uh the uh, she likes the drama as opposed to the action and fighting 
You should watch a comment got killed. Kazoon type. I'm just telling you. A comment got killed. It's everything you're looking for. It's going to have a good amount of action with the right amount of drama. It's right in the feels box. And if you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. Well, you know what I'm talking about. He yeah, doesn't know I don't about. know. He has no clue. No clue. Yeah. So you right want there. a Total War, right Total War Warcraft, Total War Craft. Well, this will actually work uh, okay. Into this will this will lead into what um, I had written down to talk to you about today. But oh, yeah. um, on that, so like War Total War games, like you mm -hmm. have all the strategy, and then you have the actual battles inside. But outside, it's like part diplomacy and part uh like yeah it's a board game like you get with with total war games you get the fun of civilization where the combat is something you actually really really want to do i mean you don't want to do it all the times because if you did combat for every single turn i mean like dude it's not uncommon for campaigns to go 500 plus turns you know that's that's just how it goes especially for those of us who complete campaigns. And I'm going to be honest, I've only ever completed one. Of all the ones I've started, I still have the files open. But dang, dude, it takes forever. Yeah, I remember when we lived together several years ago and you would like go into your room and then emerge like two days later and be like, well, and I would be like, well, how's the war going? And you'd be like working on the same campaign for two days and then you'd be like, I'd fucking start over yeah. <laughs> and I would be like yeah. two days. Damn. It was always a saga though. I barely people don't like doing that. Like, you know, I work on it for two days. I do some really dumb shit. I'm not the kind of go, oh, I'm going to jump back into the save file. Well, the people that like that, love it. I just think that's the thing that will keep it from getting bigger than it ever. Like that'll keep the yeah. ceiling on it is that oh, it yeah. for sure. But what I was driving at is it's like uh, how much of the uh, overworld map is like diplomacy and how much of it is um, like uh, things okay, that so aren't like just large scale war. Percentages? Like, well, I like just mean draft? like the whole idea, if you don't know, like a total war game is a, think of it like it's like an RTS, except the battles, which would normally be like any RTS you've played before, probably. It's a it's stringing all those together in a giant campaign mm -hmm. with a with a world map, yeah, and several different factions, yeah. Like outside of those actual individual battles, the elements of moving your armies around, resource management, dealing um, with the different like uh, like you said, asking, like it, it really like dude. People if people played RTSs more often, you'd see more people who could multitask better. And you make him break alliances. Yeah. You'd also see people who micromanage a lot more too. So there's a bit of a kickback there. So uh, yeah, kind of need to put that out there, which not always micromanage is always a bad thing. It's just. Well, maybe if you were like teaching kids to play trait. this game, but I mean, I feel like it's more, that's the people it's going to attract rather than that's what it creates. Mm, I think but it could do that. It'll make you better at it. You know what I really think it is? I think RTS is still one of those, like, things that... It's kind of like Warhammer tabletops, you know, with the figurines and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people, like, sure, video games are accepted, you know, they're not even going to look twice at you if you play Dungeons & Dragons anymore. Yeah. You know? 
but a few things are still considered on that other side of like super nerd culture like you should be stuffed in a locker type deal things you know it's one of those things where it's like well, maybe when you're in high school like but well, adults that, aren't like kind of, you know like that's that's what the gen i think that's what the general population thinks of them still like you know yeah maybe like, yeah in know, so much like, as people that like sports are like you know i don't think as you get yeah, older i think people like sports is just a muscle head you know moron like well but and, like that and that's what i'm saying is like when you're a kid like that there are certain like ideas that people perceive about people that like whatever they're into as you get to be adults i feel like if you don't like that stuff you just don't engage with it and maybe people still think those kinds of things about you know like like you said maybe people that don't like sports see sports fans as meatheads and some of them are but like you know yeah and say no you you know which ones we're talking about we all know which ones we're talking about the you general, ain't playing warhammer I mean, unless you're great youtube videos but you ain't playing Warhammer unless like if you're if you think you could be like, oh, I'm not a nerd, but you're like, oh, you're, shit, dude, I was sitting here scrolling. I've got Galactic Battleground Saga on this, man. Where's yeah, your Galactic well. Battleground Saga? I've got huh? it. Where's your Galactic Battleground Saga? It's basically Age of Empires 2 for Star Wars. Yeah, that's a that's, that's yeah, man, that's what it is. That's exactly it was an Age of is. Empires clone that is Star Wars themed. It's fantastic. And I still believe that trope holds today. Bounty hunters beat uh, Jedis and Sith. They just do. Well, you Except saw. that one time with Jango Fate and, you know, Miss Jango Fate. No, he Jango beat Obi-Wan. Fate. Unless you're talking about Mace Windu. No, we're talking about Mace Windu, Lee. We're talking about bucket removal here, okay? Like. That's Mace Windu, way, though. If you slow down that scene, apparently, apparently you see his head fly out. I've never stopped to look at it yet, but I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, we, think about it. The kid picks up the helmet in the movie, it and if they it had, up. like, it's just like, can you imagine yeah. the kid picks up the helmet and then yeah, just, and it slides <laughs> out in like a fucking like oh, a like yeah. a pork shoulder falling on oh. your counter, <laughs> a smoldering. <laughs> Daddy. Oh man. And well, and then if you've seen uh, what is it? What's Boba Fett's show called? Just Boba Fett? No, it's the book of Boba Fett. The book of Boba Fett. Then you and understand why he is the way he is. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down. It's not his own show. That is still the Mandalorian. It's just like you know. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's it, fantastic, by the way. Yeah. Oh, those two great. things, Absolutely. the Mandalorian and Boba, the book of Boba Fett, man. Those are mm-hmm. not just the greatest Star Wars media to be created in probably the last decade, at least. And possibly of all time, that is those the people in charge of that show. I have not seen an adaptation of picking something up and playing with somebody else's toys and doing justice to it. Yeah, man, I agree. Gotta agree with that statement, hundred percent. Which directly leads into what I wanted to talk to you today, and this is something that you and I have talked about quite a bit over time. Oh boy. And it usually means very loud talking. Oh, yes. I know this is something you're very strongly opinionated about and something that you and I, of course, have like probably a decent idea of what the other person thinks about it. But for those who aren't aware, we're going to get into it today. So we're working on something that we're going to do 
as a project that will be on our YouTube channel for King of the World Chat, where we're going to do a series. And in doing some research for the first part of that series today, yesterday, whenever it was that I started, I came across some stuff that uh, really made me think. And I was like, well, I can't wait to see what Sargeret has to say about that. So that's kind of what we're going to get into today. Off the okay. back of The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett being a great... They, these are people, some of them, I think... Let's call it, let's, for lack of a better term, let's call it picking up someone else's save file. Well, it's more than that, because it's not just a save file. They made it, like like in some cases. Well, yeah, they're the ones who... Okay, but yeah. Well, let's yeah, continue on. So let's get... Well, and that's what I'm saying is like, for everybody that just like to set the stage, we're talking about The Book of Boba Fett and uh, The Mandalorian are two instances of a series where they took an established universe with rich world building and characters that are well-established, and they made a story within that universe that did justice that I think, by and large, fans, and even brought new people in that were not, like... Yeah. Like, it's just good. Like, I think it's... I mean, if you've... We should look for a bad that, review of that just to see. Like, dude, it's it's one of those things where it's like everybody's like, yeah, that's canon. Like, but, it's one of those rare moments where everybody agrees. So, my brother and I are both big fans of. We're both big fans of DC Comics, Batman specifically, uh, just to name one, and one that was very influential in both of our lives. And in comics, you have a perfect example of a situation where somebody created a long time ago and has been played. Those toys have been played with by everybody, sometimes really good and sometimes not so good. Looking at you, Batfleck movies, not that it's Ben Affleck's fault, but. Uh, I'm still, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people to blame there. Disgusting, disgusting. Yeah. Just straight up shoots people. Just just it's like they took the it's Dark Knight Returns and were like, let's make this the worst we can make it. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, hey, what every trope can we possibly break and make? Just, just make it bad. As good as we, you know, let's really get in there. And I mean, let's shit on this. Let's pop a real squad on it. Which actually leads into perfectly where I was going to oh, go with this. Good. So I'll just use that as a segue. Lord of the Rings universe. Orcs and their twisted versions of elves is what I think uh, originally is what it's supposed to be in the uh, in, uh, the in Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yes, yeah. in Tolkien's universe. Yeah, but there's two books prior to that that Tolkien wrote, uh, read that where he could have got the inspiration for orcs because they're both mentioned in those books. Yes and no. Most yeah. of the time, I looked into that, and most of the time when it's mentioned, they're not really talking orcs, so they would probably be more akin to ogres, but they could be considered orcs. And ogres and goblins. Really, at that point, you were describing at what stage and size they're at. Like, if they're super large, you got an ogre. Mid-size, you know, you've got an orc. Because how much different is an ogre from an orc when you really get down to it? Well, they're pretty different depending on what universe you're talking about, but... Yeah, it is like you could say, oh, that's a, you, you, if you didn't know, you could be like, oh, that's a big orc. And that's what usually when the word is used in like the 1500s and around then, that's what they refer to. In Beowulf, they talk about 
you remember the the monster Grindel, not the movie. Like I haven't seen the movie with Angelina Jolie. I uh, the, the CGI one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. You did? Yeah, I've seen it. I I he, have to does, be... he doesn't really look like an orc. He looks more like. Uh... Well, they didn't do anything right. I don't think. No, no, like. Because I don't think... Beowulf just straight up bangs the chick. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think Grendel's mom was hot either. And no. Yeah, no, like, a, no, she... No. Wasn't it he, Beowulf's he dad? Huh? She seduces him too, I think. Uh, it was the kings. It was yeah, Grindel, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's where Grendel comes from. Yeah, it was... I that, looked this morning and I could not find where his dad is because there's a character named Grendel's mother, but it doesn't say... Well, Grendel's mother's the main villain. Right. Well, and then there's the dragon, right? But I just mean it says he was unnatural birth. It never really mentions where his dad came from in the non-movie version where they did exactly what we're talking about trying not to do, which is picking up somebody else's toys, their universe, their established story and world building, and then just like... Fucking it up. Doing, yeah. So I want to do something different, which, hey... Mm -hmm. And that's sort Another of where great example Dragon Ball Z live action movie, Avatar live action movie, or GT. A lot of the Mortal Kombat live action movies. I know a lot of you got a nostalgic touch for that, but it does not hold up. I'm sorry. Well, it's, it's good that you mentioned Dragon Ball too, because the what's his name Toriyama is not involved with GT, and they just went ahead and made it without him, and that's why yeah. that's yeah, not canon, right? Dude, it's just weird. Like, the whole Super Saiyan 4 thing is weird. Yeah, I never like, liked Super Saiyan 4. And uh, it's just, I was like, what are we doing here? Like, what is what is, what is happening? We put it in the bucket with Halo 4 and 5 and all the other things yeah. that we pretend don't exist. <laughs> just bury that down deep and... Keep, well, really don't even keep, keep it out. Yeah, <laughs> just bury it deep and forget about it. Just bury it deep <laughs> and forget. So, Grendel is something that uh, is described as Orkneus in its story. And Orgneus, O R C N E A S. That's where the word. That's the word that Tolkien is supposed to have taken orc from. Okay. The word I mean, itself. This is the well, guy. I mean, there is a Latin word where it basically means like. Yeah, it just means like hell devil. Yeah, you're talking and, about. And I think that's Orcus. Orcus, yes, but. Like, that's usually referring to a name for Pluto, the Greek god of the dead, which is... Not a planet. Yes. Sorry. So, I, I don't even think it's to be called a god. Demigod. But when it says that uh, Tolkien... When he says that he took the name from Beowulf, that's what that's where it's referred to is... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Garrett. I can demote planets all I want. Anyways, moving on. Sorry. Grindel. This is the guy, the monster that would show up in the, literally in Beowulf. They're just partying in their mead hall every yeah. night and the singing bothers him. So he goes and attacks them every night for 12 years. Yep. The, he shows up and kills and eats people that uh, are partying at this mead hall. How do you let that go on for 12 years and you like you well, keep doing it? It wasn't like he showed up every night. They just didn't use the mead hall. They were quiet at night. But, right? he's, but, but he they did always it. lived in fear of Grendel. 
But it was so consistent that when Beowulf shows up from Geats or Geats or wherever he's from, his plan is literally to, hey, let's just have a big-ass party, and then we'll pretend to be asleep. And he fights him naked. We also learn a valuable lesson there. We also learn a valuable lesson from their plan of going to sleep after their party. thunder guns it. Grindel comes in, and he eats the first guy. He just picks up and eats the guy. And the second guy he picks up, the second guy he picks up is Beowulf. So you don't want to be player one because then you get eaten. (laughs) You're the bait. Player two is the one. Player one usually gets the plot armor. Not in this one. He didn't. Don't be an NPC. Don't be an NPC. There's your lesson for that movie Ryan Reynolds made about being an NPC. It's not how it happens. But yeah. So then him and, uh, Grendel and Beowulf get into their fight, and he fights yep. him with no weapons, rips his arm off. Grendel runs home to his cave and dies in the cave. Not very orc-like, unless you're talking like, I mean, Lord of the Rings orc, that could be pretty orc-like. You're not ever seeing a Warhammer orc. Right, dude, orcs don't feel pain. Uh, the, well, it depends on what orc you're talking about. We're talking about Lord of the Ring orcs, right? I know in the movie... When um, Saruman, and probably in the book, I'd have to look. I know Saruman says when he's like explaining the Urukai that they don't feel pain, mm-hmm. but I think that's one of the things that makes them different from the. Well, the what makes them different is they're bred between orcs. Right, but that's one of their qualities. I mean, they're not immune, they're not afraid of the sun. They're generally bigger, uh, and like you said, they're they're supposed they're to not feel up pain. On the food chain, yeah, which. Hats off to Lord of the Rings for not only basically setting the bar for Orc, but then surpassing the bar by giving them something else, which I'm almost absolutely certain that's where Warcraft gets Machnathal with the whole ogre. Oh, the ogre and Orc. Yeah. Yeah, and half races are always like, or half species are always like a thing. Natural. Like, that's what people do. Like, that's what... Except for, for some reason, Homo sapiens and Neanderthals. Apparently, that didn't work out. Yeah, that's Probably pretty much... Oh, that's literally as old as Zeus. It's like uh, he he banged a lot of stuff that wasn't, uh, yeah, wasn't people. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he banged a lot of people when he wasn't a person. And the reverse. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he did have sex with animals, didn't he? He did. He had sex with everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah, it's just a weird culture. I mean, okay, yeah. No, I'm standing by that. You fucked animals is weird. Yeah, I think that's a fair fuck. statement to make. I feel like, and if you're that's the bar, the bar well. very high there. Yeah. But yeah, you're not seeing any Warhammer orcs get their arm ripped off and they run away in a cave and die. No, no, you're not the Warhammer orcs best orc. If you're gonna ask me, best orc. But I don't think we'll we'll get to that. Like, but I think you're. Yeah, I don't think anybody that understands Warhammer orcs is going to argue with that. And if you do, then just wait till the series that we bring out, and you will you'll see it, <laughs> and you'll be like, okay, yeah, those are the best orcs. Um, yeah, like we said, like you said earlier, every other time they're mentioned in like that. Uh, what was it? The Water Babies book from Charles Kingsley yeah. or whatever his name was. They're uh, Charles Kingsley. They are more like ogres, or they're not really described at all. They'll just drop the word sometimes in a list of other monsters. Yeah. Well, dude, but, a lot of like a lot of the names like for monsters have been around for ages, like Man right. or Wyvern, 
you know, uh, Hippogriff, Griffin. Well, this is when we look up like where we first see the word used when things are yeah. written down. And it was believed that even though Tolkien probably took the word from Beowulf, that Orkneus, he believed it was believed that that Charles Kingsley, uh, who wrote stuff in like the 1860s, was probably yeah. what influenced his version of orcs. Yeah, because he directly take some quotes and he used the term horse boy, which was also found, like which that, is that, not I'm for kidding. orcs, but that was like one of the main things. It's like, oh, okay, so he's obviously referencing or read this other stuff because he used that terminology. And that's like people putting that together. It wasn't like the Orkneus thing where he told us in a letter that uh, this is where he took that, which is also going to come back later, those letters, because a lot of what we have after Lord of the Rings, as far as those other Tolkien works from J.R. Tolkien, were mm -hmm. things that his son found notes for and letters for and published later on, which is going to become important for something I want to ask you about in just a little bit. But just remember that we mentioned it. Silmarillion? Yes, the things that led to the Silmarillion and several yeah. other books that were done. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we all know what a Tolkien orc is. If you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, I don't know. What are you doing? I don't know how you found us because <laughs> if you stuck with us, you're probably into yeah. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I mean, like that one, man. Hmm. And if you haven't, immediately Maybe find us under a rock. You need to like disregard food, your next meal probably, and go seek Lord of the Rings out. But if you didn't know, a Tolkien orc, they're human shaped. They're of different sizes, usually, like big and small. They're ugly, filthy, long-armed, and bow-legged. They've got fangs. They use another term yeah, throughout the Tolkien smart. books. What's that? I'm sorry. Generally not pretty smart. No. Yeah, generally not very intelligent, very violent, uh, yeah. generally evil. Oh, well, actually, in Tolkien's work, like pretty much evil across the board. Yeah, so there is no such thing as a good orc. That, there's, a, there's a quote from someone else that was uh, writing about Tolkien and something that I looked up today that literally said that they were like, the only good orc is a dead orc. Yep. Is what they said, which is how Sar Garrett feels. 100%. If it's a real orc, it's, it, it needs to, it's gotta go. It's gotta go. Not that Warcraft thing of work. That's not an orc. It's like, it's interesting call, that you mentioned them prairie elves. That's what they are. Prairie elves. It's more like are. cave elves. No, cave elves, because night elves are cave elves. Furl blogs are forced, are cave elves. No, furl blogs are <laughs> the sons of Ursoc. I know, I was just making a dumb joke. They're not very good elves. Uh, furl blogs, I mean. If you don't know what a furl blog is. Well, those are outside of Warcraft 2. Also, those are in... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, all those terms are out. Well, I, I don't, I don't know about night elf, but... Dark elves. I say, yeah, it's just a dark elf. Except I feel like dark elves usually get like a... Bad like, rap. Yeah, they get a, they're usually on the evil side of things, or at least chaotic. Night elves are only evil if you are in their forest and they don't want you to be there. And chances are, if you're in their forest, they know they about it. <laughs> yeah, like you're either about to die or they're trying to decide. Yeah, I would say the only They knew about you way before you knew about them. Right. Orcs are also called goblins sometimes in the Lord of the Rings universe. They're generally same same race. 
They are actually, they are synonymous. The uh, pale orc, the one that is in uh, The Hobbit, he gets like really changed up in the movies from the book. Um, but he's the one that's gigantic. He's bigger than most Urukai when you see him in the movie. Um, it's a he's an orc named Azog, and when Gandalf is trying to convince the dwarf at the beginning of the Hobbit to go on the journey that he does, he tells him about this orc that is. Uh, he refers to Gandalf refers to him as a goblin named Azog, and uh, basically. The descendant of Azog, which his name, I think, is like Bolg of the North or something like that. He's also in the movie version of The Hobbit. But in the books, Azog, his dad, is dead. He gets killed by a dwarf. And there was a guy who wrote a paper that we'll talk about in a little bit where he said that basically orcs sometimes are motivated by things besides just pure evil. Because basically that orc is going for revenge against the dwarves because... It does not specifically said because his dad died, like, oh, I miss my dad so much as, oh, I hate these dwarves particularly now. Well, then, so think about it. As an orc, they basically directed assaulted his family. Exactly. So, like, they, died to a, they died to a dwarf. But implying that, like, you know, vengeance is a thing that humans feel, too, and, like... Well, no, it shows that they, they grasp some concepts, but they're generally destructive concepts. Right. This guy wrote a paper that I think will upset you in part. Why? But it was interesting. We'll get to it. But he mentioned on that saying that, uh, where is it? Basically, that that was uh, evidence of a time when orcs were motivated for some, by something beyond just being purely evil. So the fact that they wanted, like, vengeance for their family or, like, that there was some kind of slight against their, their line. Because- yeah, but once again, that's no more than, like, it makes the family look weak when they lose to something like that. Right, right. So below them, like so. In order, like in order to get that power back, he needs to wipe out that entire line. So I don't think it's really so much as like vengeance as much as it is like yeah. just making a statement, really. Oh, and that's what I'm saying, too, is it's not clear. Like this guy's taking some liberties, hence vengeance and familial honor. Mo- that's a good word, familial. Familial, honor, motivate the assault more so than some inherently evil nature. Vengeance is undoubtedly one of the human, all too human impulses driving the orc attack, especially after Gandalf had killed the great goblin, governor of the orc village in the Misty Mountains. Azog, who is the descendant, or the one that is the sire of Bolg, they're both alive in the movie still. And I think Bolg gets killed by Legolas because we needed Legolas to do Legolas things in the movie. Yeah, he wasn't in The Hobbit. I don't know why he was there. You know what I heard the other day, speaking of Legolas and and, uh, Lord of the Rings? He talks to Frodo one time throughout the entirety of the story. You have movies. That's all he says to Frodo throughout all of the movies. And then that that weird little smile that he gives him in the nod at the end when they're all like... There was a lot of weird smiling in that movie. I still don't get that. Somebody said, and I haven't done this yet, but they're like, if you pay attention to... Legolas, because Legolas didn't have a whole lot of lines throughout the uh, entirety of the movies that Orlando Bloom, I think is his name, was like really overacting in his facial expressions. 
Apparently, if you watch the Lord of the Rings and you always focus on Legolas's face, it's a pretty trippy experience. I haven't done that yet, but the next time I watch the movies, I'm going to I'm going to try to do that. that was, I think that'll be a pretty good experience. You see Legolas having these weird facial expressions all the time. Everybody loved Legolas. <laughs> I feel like as a kid, like I saw one time where it was like, hey, life is growing up as a SpongeBob and slowly becoming Squidward in Lord of the Rings. Life is growing up with Legolas being your favorite. And then you get older and you're like, Gimli is the is the real <laughs> is the best. But uh, I got sidetracked. I was saying Gandalf refers to that orc as a goblin and the rest of the times that he's referenced right. ever. And in Warhammer, they have Greklin and they even have goblins in, uh, in war regular Warhammer, not 40K. Um, like, like I say, that's just a common trope out of everywhere. The only where it's not common is, once again, is Warcraft. And in... Uh, uh, Warcraft isn't consistent. Yeah, they're not consistent on anything. Yeah. <laughs> Elder Scrolls, no, yeah, no, 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 not Elder Scrolls, Warcraft. Yeah, there's there's no real rules to Warcraft. When you can have unholy beings casting light, like it's a D and D nightmare. It's just like there's no structure here anymore. It's like it's turning into Gary's mod pretty quickly. I think that's okay. How many of you actually play Gary's mod? Lots of people play Gary's mod. I think <laughs> not as much as you think. Well, I mean, if you're not a PC gamer, then you won't even know what Gary's Mod is, probably. Not only you be a PC gamer, but you got to be someone who knows how to mod. It's like the sandbox game of sandbox games. Yeah, because Valve's awesome. The thing that that launched all this conversation is something that my brother and I have talked about at length, and taking it back to the Batman and the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett stuff. You have a situation where... Tolkien didn't create orcs, but he basically created orcs as pretty much everyone knows them. If you say orcs to pretty much anybody, even people that are not into fantasy stuff, they're going to think of Lord of the Rings and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I know what those are. Like, yeah, that's where the general consensus would would know. General person who doesn't really read fantasy books, play D&D, World of Warcraft, MMOs, RPGs, JRPGs. You know, hmm, wow, there's a lot of places you could run into this stuff. As we've talked about it off off the uh, podcast, this is the mold mm-hmm. against which all other orcs were originally made from, probably, in a different games and stories and different mythos. Yeah. So he didn't invent orcs, so maybe this is a little bit different than, like, my brother and I have had this conversation before when you're talking about well, Batman. you got to remember, orc was a, is a mythos creature from our world. It's something we believed at one time actually existed. Uh, that is, I'm sure, like, yeah, I'm sure, like, that is true. Like, I, I haven't seen. All of our mythology, mythological animals were things we thought once existed. Sometimes, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Like, like but I just mean... This isn't like, uh, it's not the same thing as in Batman where it's like, at times before, I've asked my brother the question, it's like, okay, well, if you make something and you make it and it's yours and it's your IP, your intellectual property or something that you invented, generally, if somebody else picks that up and tries to like write a story with it, 
that's going to be like fan fiction. Like, yeah. and it's not going to be canonical. And we all know how we feel about fan fiction. There's something that's really good, and then there's porn. Like, it's <laughs> bad. I still don't want to read it. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think. Well, I don't. Let's not go there. I was going to say, uh, has there ever been good? Well, you could say like um, something like. Now, it's not fan fiction. It is canonical. Like when you take the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. But these are people that had nothing to do with what George Lucas originally imagines as Star Wars. But they pick it up and they play with it later on. And you could be the kind of you could be on the side of, oh, no one should be allowed to do that ever. Or you could say that you never get certain stories if people are not allowed. Because eventually, and in the case of Tolkien, that person dies. And then it's like, well, does that story die with them, that universe? Like, Because if you look at the Silmarillion and the things that came afterwards, those are things that were written by Tolkien. But they were published by his son. And he was trying to get it ready to be published before he died. Tolkien, J.R. Tolkien himself. So it's not like, uh, and you can think whatever you want to. We don't have the certainty on that. There's a lot of people that have said, oh, this was like a greed grab. But if they were just about greed, then the rights to the movie, The Silmarillion, would have been sold a long time ago. Because I believe the Tolkien family is not super happy with even how the original trilogy was portrayed and sort of turned into an action movie. I don't think. Yeah. I definitely don't think they're a fan of The Hobbit, uh, given that that was like even it was that times 10, it seems like the action movie thing. I mean, the interesting thing is some of those things were letters. Like when I said earlier that, oh, Tolkien tells us, told someone in a letter that he actually wrote and sent that's published since. That's where he took the word orc from. That's when he says, oh, yes, I took that from Beowulf. There are, there are letters that were drafted and never sent, okay? So Tolkien himself did not, it's like he wrote an email and then he was like, for whatever reason, ah, he didn't send it. So he didn't mean to put it out there. And now it's out there and it's like, did he mean, does that count? You know what I'm saying? Because this is the problem. Like, let's say you don't let anybody play with your toys and you're still alive, right? Like... You take somebody like uh, George R. R. Martin or the uh, somebody who writes a story. A lot of times they'll get interviewed and then people this is the, like the best ones. They've got in their head answers for, oh, well, I have this really particular question about something in your world building in your universe. And then a lot of times that's where we get things like the Silmarillion, where it's like, oh, well, this is what they said. It wasn't in the original story, but here's some context. If it's just one person that is the keeper of that lore, do they, is it like always fluid? And if it hasn't been mentioned, if they say it, then it just becomes true. Like, do they have to publish it? Like, so in that particular situation, it kind of goes one of three ways. Okay. When it's, when someone creates something that's, it's theirs, like that, I would agree that with is that. the general consensus until they start putting it out there and the world starts buying it does really does anyone else get a say and really even then you don't really get much of a say because remember the whole reason you bought it in the first place was because you liked what they did in the beginning so and that person did it right yeah that doesn't like make an open invitation for the world to come in and make edits right um now if they sell the rights you know that's up to them if they you know say hey this is fine like i just feel like it should be up to the choice of the author 
like so they decide who doesn't doesn't get yeah, to it's like hey you know this story like it's kind of like you know it's real close and personal to me like you know it's a lot of it's autobiographical a lot of the characters are okay what about this situation i'm with you like let's say you've got a story and you're like okay you can hype you can write a, a side story or you can write an offshoot you can do your own the Mandalorian to my Star Wars. Oh yeah, no. You, if as long as you slap elsewhere around the border, you can do whatever you want. Like, but let's say you like, do that. You let it's me like, do that's that. That's the point of elsewhere. Let's say like, you let me do that, and then I, The Force Awakens, it, or or uh, what is the one Ryan Johnson did? The uh, I don't even remember what it's called. And I think elsewhere is the appropriate outlet for those. It's like, oh, I want to put a story. It's like, yeah, okay. Like with elsewhere, you can have a story. And it's like, yeah, this is just something that was made made up by somebody. It doesn't, it's not real to the actual, like, main Elsewhere's game. are, yeah, they're non-canonical stories. Yeah. It's a yeah, term from I, comic books. Or at least not in DC anymore. They are canonical in DC. I know that's... Because of multiverses. We're not going to go over that right now. Dear well, God. multiverses Omniverse, sort of break everything. Dark Omniverse. They break everything. Crisis events. And fix everything. <laughs> they both make things better and worse. <laughs> like, Dude, they're like, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, so they redid it again. And I'm like, they're going to redo it again. It's just what's going to happen. It's like, Please. what about the reality where Hitler cured cancer, Morty? You just, just don't, don't think, think about, about it. it. <laughs> That's the problem with multiverses. Comic already. I'm sure it does. Like, so let's say that they they take that thing that you've allowed them to do, and then they do something shitty with it. They they do the last season of of fucking. I know you haven't watched Game of Thrones, but like, yeah, I'm not gonna. That's well, well, no, I'm not. You don't have to touch on Game of Thrones. I'm saying like he let them tell the story that he hadn't even finished yet. So yeah. He can't take that. There's no takesy backsies on that kind of stuff. Well, or that, is there? Dude, no, that just shows you how much what the author made it for. It This goes into like what I was saying the, the first time we went over this about it being like comic book characters. He literally created that under the sense like a comic book character. This was created to sell over and over and well, over Well, hold on. Like, you're so saying it's if it's an Elseworld... It's non. If you're saying it's an Elseworld, you're saying it's non-canonical. But to me, if you're telling the person, no, you get to write a story with my toys, then you're trying to have your cake and eat it, too, if you also tell them... No, you're selling out. That's what you're doing. It's an Elseworld. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm no, just saying, like, but let's say, let's say you don't make it an Elseworld, and it's canonical, and they write it, and you don't like it. They can't take it back at that point. Like, that's... That's part of it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. You're selling out. If if it's elsewhere around the border, who cares? Let them, no. like, as long as they're cutting you in for, you know, using your copyright, your characters, your universe, as long as they pay those appropriate tributes, like, elsewhere is fine for people to write. Who cares? Like, you know, that's fun stuff. Elsewhere is fun for that reason. What about when it's not Elseworld? Are you completely against dude someone you're you're completely against like just for people that aren't that, uh, that don't know. How do I, I don't know how to put this. Like I guess the Mandalorian's a great way of putting it like we said earlier, you know, when you pick up the pieces and you actually understand the how they were meant to be played with. Like mm -hmm. when you like they I feel like they actually got down what Lucas wanted. And I feel like they actually got down what viewers wanted. I think they found the great middle ground. Everything, I mean, like, for Mandalorian, I was sold on the first scene. 
You know, like oh yeah, That's the fantastic. second that happened, I was. But the Mandalorian right, is the exception, I'm here for the ride. not the rule. Usually, it's not great. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, no, like and honestly, I feel like Mandalorian should be the standard because. That's a great show. It's like, look, this is Star Wars. And they even do things that, you know, that they I did fan service like. well. Yeah. Yeah. Like something like I wouldn't generally not like Baby Yoda or something like that. I just think it's stupid. But Dude, they've I had episodes. The story. Like, they've had episodes where, like, they have turned straight up stand up comedians into oh yeah. Yeah, no, it was a Bill Burr. I think it was Bill Burr. Dude, all the Bill Burr episodes are fucking Dude. great. Yeah, dude. He even does like I'm sorry, Bill Burr does a great like. If you don't he think does, Bill Burr does a serious role, he like he does. He does a great serious role. This is uh, a great character. Yeah, dude. That dude's got range, and not he just does. because he's got a third robotic arm. <laughs> he's all range. Yeah, dude. Give Bill Burr more work. Give Bill Burr more roles. Side well. If you had a third robotic arm, <laughs> does Bill Burr? I don't does think Bill Bur- masturbation. Does Bill Burr's character jerk himself off with his think, robotic arm? <laughs> is that, does having sex with a sex doll count as masturbation? Because this is essentially the same thing, just more intricate. Yeah, it's a, it's a question for the ages. <laughs> yeah, the second question, which would feel better, silicone or latex? <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> you, I, you, uh. <laughs> what, do you know? Which one no, 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 I'm just saying, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of those videos where you've seen a robotic arm grab something and then crush it. That's what I was thinking of when I laughed just now. I was like, you'd have to be like, well, what if it like malfunctions and rips your dick off? Hey, man, that's just the risk you got to take, I guess. Then I guess you, know? you just get a, you get a robot dick then. Yeah, like, I mean, say, well, I mean, if you think about it, if you make an autonomous sex doll, like there's a chance it's going to become sentient and just fucking kill you. Fuck and kill you. <laughs> yeah, fucking kill you. Oh, <laughs> that way to go, I guess, you know? Oh, we were talking about shit in the first episode, and now we've got into about fucking fake <laughs> jerking yourself shit. off with... Or if you want to fuck something other than a fake woman, you know? We're just talking about... You do you. Yeah, you. You do you. If Whatever floats you both. weird latex horse, I'd be like, no. No, no, no. I feel like you should go to jail. <laughs> jail. Jail and a happy new year to you in jail. Yeah. Oh God, no, that's that's great, man. We're coming up on that time, but no, the most important thing, October's coming around. It's time to farm that headless horseman mount. Every oh, year God. I've missed it because I wasn't playing. You know, fuck you, man. That's all I gotta get that shit. No, dude, sometimes those things years. it's like people with whatever they're calling the big love rocket now. I forget what it is that Blizzard oh, named I it. Don't, to. I don't even care for the big love rocket. Oh, you I'm just right saying you look at some okay. of the numbers and it's ridiculous how many times like there are yeah. people that you need to go every character that you can on what? that then. Every character you can on what? On your um the headless <laughs> horseman mount you want. Oh yeah, no, that's because that was a raid, right? Why I have all those sixties, Lee? That's not why, but that no, that's is literally a... why. Okay, well, yeah, it's not literally why. I I just enjoy playing the game in other classes. Yes, I I know life at some. We're time. getting too much into WoW. I didn't want to do that, but like, man, season four wants you to play alts, but like Blizzard does not want you to play alts because no, dude, because I hate that legendary crafting system. Yeah, man. I just it, dude, I don't want my motivation. I don't want to buy the item. I want my yeah. other characters to have, but they can't do any. And I haven't been doing 
any of that content anyway. But I've been playing a shit ton of Reforged. Reforged is fun. No, I played some of that recently. I started playing the campaigns last night, and that was a lot of fun. But like, like, hold on, I would like get back to the uh, the what? thing about the question of of playing with somebody else's toys or somebody else playing with your toys. Like an interesting Dude, I totally thing. Thought you were going to talk about play with somebody else's dick. I was like, <laughs> you really got to bring it back to the robot jerking off machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Playing with somebody else's robot sex arm. Yeah. No. Um, oh God. The, uh, so God damn it. <laughs> Oh, Go watch the Mandalorian and look at Bill Burr's character. He has a third arm that is a robot arm that he yeah. uses to shoot people on screen and does God knows what with off screen. I call <laughs> it the Greedo killer. Yeah. Well, uh, George Lucas is the Greedo killer. Yeah. Greedo. <laughs> He'd even get a shot off. Dude, it's interesting. That stupid edit they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's I'm just like, oh, what yeah, is everybody's seen. What is love? <laughs> just yeah, yeah. <laughs> just do it like on a loop. Yeah, that's fantastic. Have, has, has that been made? I. That's what I'm saying. Why haven't I seen it? I if it's been that. made, why haven't I seen it? I, I will make it you. tonight. I will make it tonight. I you. <laughs> I will make it tonight. Well, no, then I have to put Night at the Roxbury in, and that'll get copyright strike, so we can't do that. Dude, no, no, just post it as a meme on Reddit or some shit. Well, sure, I just mean, I, I mean, wanted Reddit to put it toilet, in the video. Right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, it's like the ocean. <laughs> Everybody's shitting and yeah, swimming dude. in it. <laughs> like, so, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I'm convinced that the majority of Redditors is, like, multiple the same person. Like, there's a lot of that. There's definitely a lot of that. Dude, I'm saying, I was but, like, I bet you Reddit's numbers like would go down by like a third if you were only allowed one count. If it's somehow. on the internet, people are botting. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, yeah. dude, people want to feel important on message boards, and I don't know why. So if you let somebody else play I with your toys, we're making a stream. If or a not a, video. Yeah. yeah, I don't stream. I don't you do let that. somebody else play with your toys. That's on you. What they do with it, they, you've opened yeah. the door. When you get, yeah, when you give the permission. Like that is strictly on it's you. It's out of your like, hands. It's out of your robot yeah. sex hand at that point. Hang on a minute, dude. My face keeps going real dark. And you need more light. I'm running Dark Lord right now. That's the cooking show. So here's what I've got for you. Hey, hype. You know what I bet you can't do? I bet you can't name every state that starts with M. I'm not going to do that. He's doing something mm -hmm. that no one else mm -hmm. is going to get. This is a very he inside joke. This is a very inside joke. We have a word, a code word, that is one of those states that if you say it, you're opening yourself up to, up to what something. It's a dumb nope. thing that we used to do. D dumb. If it's dumb, then why don't we just answer the question? Because I, because I don't want it to happen to yeah. me. <laughs> Because it's dumb, yeah. and I'm dumb. Really? Dumb, 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 <laughs> and you're dumb. No, I'm not dumb. That's yeah. why I'm not going to answer. We'll tell you that at some other time. All when right. you sometimes let somebody else, like the people that write anything in Shadowlands or BFA or a lot of the WoW story, sometimes you have to, like, the only way to fix that stuff, and honestly, it's not uh, a great thing, People try to retcon things. They try. It's the equivalent of a takey, takesy backsy in a story, and say, "Oh, uh, let's have a redo." It's interesting. In the DC universe, it's called a crisis event. It's just called a different universe. <laughs> yeah, we're literally a crisis yeah. event on Earth. Whatever. 
Yep, and we're gonna have a crisis. Energy going through everything. To not but we get talked about either. something that you don't like. We don't like retcons, and you no. don't like orcs, no which get humanized. No, I don't like humanized orcs. I think it takes away from an orc. I like. I think you're tra- trampling on it there. Like so. I understand why people are like, oh, you don't have to be traditional. I, like, ah, I get it. But, like, you know, water is wet. I don't care what your perspective is. You can talk at water length about wet. why. It makes things wet because it is wet. Point is, he's not a big fan of orcs. Orcs should be mm-hmm. monsters, and he doesn't like. I like but, it when they're monsters. When there's I nothing wrong with that. Battle for Middle Earth 2, I play Mordor. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like, but it's interesting because in my research this morning, I found some statements that were made by Tolkien over time after the books came out. The original, the books being the original Lord of the Rings. But as he got older, apparently, he tr- there was a lot of different things that he said, and this is one of the problems with. And it leads to retcons, and when you only have one person as the keeper of the lore. He sort of changed up how orcs came about. And there's different places that it's referenced. Treebeard, the big ant guy, tells, I think it's Merry and Pippin, that um, ogres are like a twisted version of ants that were created by... Sarah. The Shadow, yes. Actually, it would be, I think, Melkor, who's the guy that came uh, is later on known as Morgoth, which is like Sauron's boss way before the Lord uh, of the Rings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the Balrog down in, uh, what's it called? That uh, is, yeah, the Balrog yeah, of Morgoth. Cause, that's cause one that's of his. That's what Sauron is. Sauron's a Balrog somewhere. Sort of. They're, they're kind of like corrupted angels, which is also what one of the explanations that um, lesser corrupted angels are one of the uh, later iterations of what uh, Tolkien says orcs are. It seemed like as he got older, he didn't like the idea. A tree beard tells them, excuse me, to finish that off, that elves, that ogres are to ants what elves are, or um, orcs or- were to elves. Like they were both like a twisted yeah, version. Twisted. It's. It's like what beast men are to men in the Warhammer universe. They but take they the were made that them. way. Yeah, like, to mock them. And there are several different versions of orcs as we go on, or according to Tolkien, that get put out there. And originally, it's also said, just to list them quickly, originally we see that they're just bred by Morgoth, and they're just like evil outright, and that's what they are. Then later on, we see that they're said to be like a corrupted and a twisted version of something else. Like they reference several times that in this universe, evil can't create anything. And you have to remember that Tolkien's work was always like somewhat grounded in like a biblical philosophy with like with a God type like character that is like that's benevolent and is good. I'm just saying it's important for the story because what he says is that that's the only thing that can create something. All evil can do is corrupt or change something or mock it. Like good makes things, evil mocks things is what they say. And Frodo apparently met references to Sam once that the orcs were like twisted by a shadow or ruined by a shadow. So apparently... 
Tolkien later on said that these were, in the Silmarillion, I think it was, that over time, elves, these like East elves, which also, they're called like Avari or something like that, and they might actually be the dark elves of the Middle Earth universe, that they slowly get like tortured and corrupted and enslaved into what we know as orcs. And then later on, he says that maybe, oh, actually, maybe they're beasts in the shape of men because apparently they reproduced like elves and men is what they say. And he says in a letter that actually did get published in like 1962 that there must have been at one time, this is Tolkien saying this, that there must have been female orcs. And that's always strange to me. Not female orcs. That would be strange to anyone in the Tolkien universe, I think. But it's strange to me when you have the creator of a universe answering a question to someone else about their universe and they talk about it like they're not entirely sure. Because I've seen George R. R. Martin do the same thing where he's like, I think it would be like this. And it's like, well, you're the guy that is creating all of this. So I would think that... Well, dude, it- there's, there's a degree of mystery there because when it's a mystery to even the author, like that leaves it very open-ended. And it does, and it, that creates it problems. In the world, I don't think very many. But well, it, it allows for creativity, and it also can create problems. I agree, but it's just another one of the things that comes with being like the sole lore keeper. But he says at one time there must have been female orcs, and that oh well, these are not anything corrupted. These were beasts in the shape of men and half orcs. And then later on, he changes that because he didn't like, and I couldn't find where this was referencing, but it said that Tolkien didn't like the idea of elves being, or or of the orcs being like a twisted version of elves. And then so he says later on that they come from the heat and the slime of the of the ground or something like that, I think was how he worded it. Like, which is actually like pretty close to like the origin of humanity. If you look at biology and talking about like primordial soup and the lightning, you've got the energy, which is the heat. And then uh, what did he call it? The slime? Was that the word he used? But it sounded like that to me. And I was like, oh, well, maybe he just like was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go with the science explanation, which is how we see them in when Saruman's making his Urukai, right? They come out of that like slimy, goopy stuff yeah. in the ground with all the fire and you got like an orc pig. Yeah, so this is just Tolkien like retconning effectively orcs. And then the last thing that his son says he found in his notes was that later on he said orcs were a corrupted version of men instead of elves. And he said, this is what I think he wanted to be last. It doesn't so make sense though, because wasn't that what the wild men, the Herodrum were? Yes, yes. They are another version of that. And this other person in this paper references Mm -hmm. that as well. But his son said, this is what I think he meant for his last, like what, this is what he wanted it to be. But he's dead at that point and the story's already come out. So then it's like, well, 
and that's where I get into like taking those draft emails, which were never sent out. And it's like, well, effectively that's like plucking a thought from his head almost. You know what I mean? It's like, if he didn't put it out there and he didn't send the email, if you go and look at the draft and then say, Oh, this is what he said. Well, you're retconning it for him. And it's like, I don't, I think that is like, if he, even if you are his son, you know what I mean? Like, unless he wrote on a letter that said, Hey son, when I die, I need you to tell everyone what I meant. Like, yeah, I think you basically yeah. have to leave it where they left it before. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Like, if that's the case, too, like, really, you shouldn't have Lord of the Rings then. And that's what I'm saying is this is the thing about, like, when it is a lore keeper, like, this is the kind of thing that can happen in a unique situation where you have a bunch of notes lying around that your son or daughter or whomever can find later on and then publish which is what he wanted. It's not like that went against his will or anything, but it's like, Hey, he's got all he can do at best is try to figure that out for themselves. You know what I mean? You can't ask him because he's dead at that point. So then the question is like, if you take it outside of that, like, let's say you are the keeper and you change your mind as you get older about Batman or star Wars or orcs or whatever it is like as people do as they get older. Well, and that's my question at that point. Let's say that no one li- like, let's say eventually the people, the people that were in charge of Batman and maybe Batman is a bad example because it's been written by so many people over the years. But like, let's say that eventually you're like, you know what? I changed my mind. Batman does kill people. And no one likes that. Like, let's say everybody else is like, wait, Dude, no, the whole Bat metal series is like, no, I know I, I get that like, like that's death a, metal excuse me but I'm not trying to make it about the specific it's like take Batman out of it what I'm saying is like mm-hmm. let's say you had a story and you had your story and everybody loved it and then 20 30 years later you changed your mind about something what you say goes because it's your story right you and I are in agreement yeah, but about. I wouldn't do that because well, I, I know that, you wouldn't, but for, let's say for the, guess myself. And well, I let's say for the sake of conversation, because this is like what happened effectively with Tolkien on the and question of orcs. I'm going to be honest, dude. If Tolkien was at that point, stage, that really means the book was not finished. It was not in its final state. It, well, Lord of the Rings was. This is all world building yeah. around it. Well, dude, you see, if he's going in second and guessing himself there, like, and he didn't publish it when he died... Like, and he was getting it ready for publishing. Sounds like he was going to change the story quite a bit before. Like, so with all that being said, kind of proves my point that, yeah, dude, if they didn't put it out, like. He died before he could turn in the retcon, so it doesn't count. Yeah. Well, it died before he could put the book out. None of it counts. Well, then technically you have to throw out everything that's the Silmarillion. And I'm not saying, like, you and me are just having a conversation. by this need because i didn't know about it being i thought i thought he published them but i didn't know about that but yeah no dude by that being, he was yeah. working on a publishable version of the silmarillion when he died so like arguably there's several books that get published afterwards that are in the middle earth universe that are like anthologies they're not necessarily like full-on novels they're stories that are like like the Silmarillion that were published, found from the works. Like, Don't get I get the Tolkien popularized them, but once again, Orc is what I, uh, public domain. Like, it's something that is part of... Hey, I'm with you. Like I said, on even though I agree with you on a lot of the stuff about, like, if it's your story, you have the final say on it. Yeah, and it should be. That's the way it should be. You I do think that it's... I, I do think that at certain times, eventually... You could almost say that sometimes 
and again, he didn't make orcs, so this doesn't go into that. But like sometimes things can get bigger than you, maybe. And or and even then, it's like, well, if it's yours, you're allowed to retcon it, even if you did retcon it and ruin it, which is not what I'm saying happened with uh, the I like I have the Silmarillion. There was one other thing that I wanted to get into about orcs and about this, because you mentioned several times that you don't like Warcraft orcs because they were humanized. Yeah. There is a guy who's writing a paper that I think was very interesting that I haven't finished reading all of yet. And he's definitely taking a lot of liberty. So you have to read it carefully. Well, but it's, it's, say you already know my take on liberties. Well, I agree. No, I'm not. I understand. Like, like I, well, when and you he just, have to take them, your point is probably not very good. And that's why I'm saying, like, I'm trying to lay all the groundwork in this conversation and saying that, like, hey, this is where you've got to decide for yourself where you're at on all these questions. This person is taking liberties, but it's just like a literary analysis of the fact that there is like a, a philosophical almost conversation and problem that gets risen with orcs and the fact that Tolkien sort of tried to or, or changed his mind about that later on. And the question was basically this. They were saying like, well, were orcs just, there's a person who wrote a literary thing in like 1980, some scholarly work about analyzing Lord of the Rings. And he's saying that effectively orcs were just created so that there would be an endless supply of bad guys for the good guys to fight their army that no one would feel bad about killing because it's like, hey, they're just evil, like and you could get into whether or not that is a regular device, like whether or not that is just a plot device. This other person said, no, I really think that orcs are more than that. And the truth is, if anybody, if you really look at Tolkien, he doesn't just have plot devices. He has a rich world that he created and he's got like context for everything. The orcs have, like we said at the beginning, they have their own, not culture, but they have their own way of living. They're not just like, you know, oh, they're just mindless monsters that are there to be fodder for the good guys yeah, to fight. Even against. animals like chimpanzees have a way of living. Like, true. Not... But they are effectively monsters in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. There is a conversation that they reference from the end of the two towers and the beginning, leading into the beginning of the Return of the King, when... I think it was when uh, Frodo and Sam end up in that after Frodo gets like paralyzed by Sheila the spider and Sam takes the ring and he has to hide because those two orcs show up and they're like, hey, what are we going to do with this thing that Sheila uh, didn't kill? Well, in the movies, it gets changed a little bit. Big surprise there, but not as bad as what they do in The Hobbit. Um. But these orcs have a conversation about what life would be like if they didn't have a big boss to tell them what to do. And they even suggest to one another that, hey, maybe once the war is over, we can fuck off with some boys, like meaning some orcs, that they and go find them some good pillaging. Like that's what they want to do. Never in the Tolkien universe do you see anything close to the humanization that you do with Warcraft where they have emotions. They do seem to have a sense of morality. They just never apply it to themselves. Like they're evil. Like there's like no good that orcs ever do 
in the Tolkien universe. But this guy apparently was writing a paper about and referencing this to say that, oh, well, Tolkien, he started, he couldn't help himself but to humanize these orcs at times. And I thought that was interesting. And I'd never seen what they were talking about with this. Um, really this, wouldn't call that humanizing, though. It, it, the closest I would get to it, and again, like I said, is not Tolkien saying this, it's people analyzing it, which is their interpretation, like saying the vengeance is a human like aspect or that, that you know what I mean, or the fact that they're considering a life of freedom where they didn't have a big boss. Like eh, It could just be like, oh, this is a threat, eliminate threat, because that's better for my survival. I mean, just a valid point. It's more like if you were going to put humanization on a scale, this person says it's far from the mindless drones, robots or clones that we see in George Lucas's Star Wars. Like it's not they're not literally just autonomous beings like the like we said are just there to fight uh, for the good guys to have something to fight. But it's not like. Warcraft, where you see families and husbands and wives, even if there were orc females at one time, in as Tolkien puts it, you're not seeing like these remorse or anything that can even ever be said is good. And uh, Tolkien himself said that orcs are rational incarnate, like that they are just like they don't feel anything basically. They're just they, they even though they might be able to understand that stuff they are just bad like we don't ever see them be and they get into questions of philosophy there and what is or isn't good or is good and as evil just the absence of good Tolkien seemed to see it more as no evil is its own thing and it's often as powerful as good that gets into the questions of the philosophy of it all and I just I thought that was interesting the question of, like, that that's definitely not interesting, right? Like, if orcs as monsters, they have rules. They have things that they are weak against. They have behaviors, just like an animal would, that they would, things that they would hunt, things that they would eat, things that, you know, they would do or not do that you could read like a guide and say, here's a survivor's guide to dealing with orcs. You know what I mean? That's more interesting than them just existing to be like a mindless robot or clone army just for good guys to have something to kill, right? No, not really, because if if you need something like that to make them interesting, you're just a bad author. What do you mean? You should be dude, even with the premise that you were that we were stating earlier of them just being a device of endless enemies for them to kill, mm -hmm. uh putties essentially for like from Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. You just write badly because I'm gonna be honest. Like, well, maybe what makes it bad? Good, but you know, I, I never, you, like, that's expand on what it is that makes you bad. Is it the fact that, like, if you're saying if you have no lore behind them, like, no, if you can't make it interesting. Well, what right? makes it interesting is what I'm is what I'm trying. Yeah, to it doesn't, dude. It doesn't matter what the subject is. If you can't make X interesting. Well, what, that's what I'm saying is, as you see it, what yeah. is it that makes that interesting? How do you how do you keep that from happening? Are you asking me like what I'm saying if you were if you were going to tell somebody how not to do that, what would you say is the important? Is it to, just to make sure that you have like like I said, either lore or like mechanics for them, or like like is it just the? I don't think anybody 
is saying you would just put them in is like, oh, yes, they're literally like even putties have some like rules. Yeah, you hit them in the chest and they disappear. And they're made like clay figures from which mm-hmm. I think is sort Burrito, of but that's where the dwarves yeah, come from in Lord of the Rings, still actually. And still pretty damn freaky. Putties are still scary. Ooh. What about this? Like, um, if somebody, if you're dead and somebody goes through your email draft, what race do you think Goldar is? I have no idea. Goldar is kind of like a bird skeleton. He's kind of like a reverse griffin humanoid, like almost like. I guess he's like a humanoid manticore with no tail. Almost like a lion or a cat in the snout yeah, that he has. Manticore is a manticore is what. Yeah, you, yeah, what, yeah. He's like a humanoid manticore without a scorpion tail. Yeah. If manticores have the scorpion tail. Yeah, manticores do have the scorpion tail. Wyvern is not the correct term. World of Warcraft doesn't have that right. Wyvern is more like a. He's draft. there to be the star scream for Rita Repulsa. <laughs> that's what Goldar is. Yeah, yeah, that's what he is. No, I thought that was what the the fat blue clock dude was. Uh, yeah, he's kind of like Grimace from yeah. Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Let's face it, but the most evil villain of all time, even more so than the Joker, is Lord Zed. That Lord dude, Zed? Lord Zed was hilarious. Dude, he's so evil, he married Rita. It, it, that was funny as shit, dude. Yeah, dude, like... <laughs> he just bitches. They just, they just bitch at each other. Yeah, the entire time. They're like the parents from uh, that 70s show, almost. <laughs> if they were evil and constantly trying to destroy the world. Yeah. Because yeah, after 10,000 years, she's finally back to conquer Earth. No, 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 That's like the greatest intro song of all time. I'm going to be honest. I think that's a great place to stop it. It is a good place to stop it. Hey, if you checked it out, thanks for coming back. If you're checking it out for the first time, be yeah. sure to come back. One yeah, Sargeret has a camera what now. What are you talking about? Whatever. The, whatever. It's where the topics are made up yeah. and the points don't matter. And I said it twice now. That's a 50 DKP minus. I'm going to say, yeah, dude. That's that's like running straight into the legs. Welps are everywhere. Left side, more dots. Well... Shit. Shit. <laughs> if I could just stick my chin out a little further. Forehead ain't big enough either. Shit. <laughs> We're just going to reference Frederick Fox every episode? Pretty much, yeah. Like, well, uh, let's see um, the name of that song he used. It, but that was before it's hot outside, day. so for me it is. No, not that one. There you go. Hey, you can check us out on YouTube as well. King of the World chat. You can. And you can actually see our faces, though. I don't know why you would. Because we're funny looking. I was like, uh... One of these days, you'll be able to check out Sargeret on YouTube. And you can already check me out on YouTube. There are a couple things already in the works. Um, They just got to fix my AC first. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to start it out by. I was going to start this whole thing out by bitching about my microwave, which was supposed to have gotten fixed. And I was like, that could be the intro. We'll start it out because oh, your your AC is never going to get fixed. Way. Hear me out. Your AC is never going to get fixed. So every episode begins with me griping about something that isn't working 
in my life that ultimately is small compared to the fact that you still don't have air conditioning saying, yeah, dude, I'm after a month and a half. You're going to get around to where you need a heater before they fix the air conditioning. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I'll just run my computer. There you go. That's why he lives in the cave that has no light right now. Yep, I call it holding in Helm's Deep. You just need to get more lighting for for the like you've got in the living room. In your yeah, room yeah, there I know. I, like I said, this is all like this is all temporary. That's why the camera looks funny. Like I'm kind of tilted, like we're sinking on the Titanic. Um, yeah. Just like the uh, robot sex arm, it's all temporary. <laughs> With a feeling of regret and remorse right after. That is the only thing that isn't temporary. (laughs) (laughs) So that lingers. That stays.